Hello, this is Lorenzo Della Foresta, and I'm the lead pastor at River's Edge. Welcome to our podcast. Thank you for joining us. I hope this talk inspires you, encourages you, and transforms you. Today is the continuation of a spiritual conversation that has been taking place between you and Jesus. I'm certain that you'll be blessed by His Word, and I believe that God has great things in store for you because you already belong. Enjoy the message. So I want you to turn around to someone and just greet them and say, this is going to be my exceptional year. Okay? It's not going to be ordinary. So just tell people this is going to be new. This is going to be new and uh, yeah, it's exceptional. Exceptional. This is not the same as before. Alright? And uh, my assignment for this morning, yes? My assignment for this morning is to be able to just bless you uh, before I leave. Uh, I've been here for almost two months and next Monday I'm off to South Africa again. So I just want to say that today I can, I'm going to speak without any limits and whatever needs to be stitched back. I think Pastor Renzo will do that next week. <laughs> but anyway, I, I'm really, really, I, I'm, I'm serious when I say about exceptional. I think we all have a sense of a year. I know and I believe that, you know, it's not just about the 31st and the 1st. I know we know that, but I also do believe that God works in seasons and in times. And so I have a, I have a minstrel with me who's going to play with me. Um, so so we, we work in seasons and in times. So this morning when I woke up, uh, my family in Cape Town sent me a little note and they just showed me how they were walking on the beach and all in their shorts and the ice cream. And when I woke up, I saw the snow and I'm thinking, what's happening? I'm in two different worlds. But Pastor Renzo did say in the back room, he said, the snow came today. We don't like it, but it's the end of the wilderness it's the end of the lack it's the end so it's a new season so whether we're in South Africa Cape Town our seasons are not the same for everyone but God is taking us I believe with all of my heart into a new season and I want to speak this um, prophetically over us that this church is being led to another level and to a new a new beginning that I don't like to always use like that word new beginning but it's a different season and I want us to lay hold of what God has given to us and what he's going to share with us and what he's already shared during the worship and I know that you've already uh, discussed with yourself and with God you know this week and that you're coming here with a spirit of expectation am I right no <laughs> no <laughs> You're like coming with a spirit of expectation, but I, I'm going to be able to do that for us. Um, and so I want us to say, and you know that it's not the magical shift of a year, but it's a it is a season. So January is still in its it's still in the womb. You know, we're still giving birth basically to the month of January. And how are we going to nurture that? And how are we going to care for that? And how are we going to format that through prayer, through study, through our thinking, through our declaration will determine how we're going to live this year and this whole month of, of January and the whole year. So um, I just want to put that sort of aside in a little corner for us. So I'm going to turn to the word of the Lord and I'm going to read Luke chapter 13 verses 6 to 9 and also Philippians chapter 3, verses 13. Now, 
I'm going to, if you can follow me on the scripture, on the word, I don't know if you can follow me here. How about we all read the word of the Lord together, if we can. Okay, let's try this. Then he told this parable. A man had a fig tree growing in his vineyard and went to look for fruit, but he couldn't find any. All right. So he said to the man who took care of the vineyard, for three years now, I've been coming to look for fruit on this fig tree and haven't found any. Cut it down. Why should it use up the soil? Sir, the man replied, leave it all alone for one more year and I'll dig around it and fertilize it. And then Philippians chapter 3 verses 13, Paul says, brothers and sisters, I do not consider myself here to have taken hold of it, but one thing I do, forgetting what is behind and straining towards what is ahead. I like the other version, it says, I press. I press towards the goal and the mark that is ahead of me. And so today the message that I have for us is called one more year. One more year, all right? Spiritual patterns that are responsible for our success. And all the people of the Lord says, Amen. So Father God, I want to invite you again. Holy Spirit, we invite you to speak and breathe over your word that only you can do. May it be none of me, none of us, but all of you. Pray that you would supernaturally surprise us and come and speak to us in tender ways and yet in disruptive ways. In Jesus' name, amen. You know, I want to say to you that it's the safest and the greatest place to be in the house of the Lord. I always say that, that we need to treasure and really steal with these moments well. You don't just come here because it's like bazaar, you know, I'm going to meet friends. But you come here because God has something to say to you, to shift you to your next. I believe that you know, Pastor Renza and others speak every week. They don't just speak out of their own interests. We don't just come here to speak and this morning is no different because God has already planned and carved out this moment for you and for I to be able to minister to us, but also to meet and encounter us. These have to be in moments of being encountered. You know, the Old Testament, God says, I will give you shepherds after my own heart, who has wisdom and understanding to lead his people. And so today I pray, and I want to ask you, I know we took some risks and we need to take risks here. I'm gonna ask you just to take a 30 seconds of prayer. Say, God, just put your hands either on your heart or your head. Give me an encounter with you today. Just go ahead and pray on your own, God, Encounter me. God, open my eyes. Give me the seeing eye and the hearing ear and open heart to see and to hear and to receive what you have for me. In Jesus' name. Amen. I heard, I watched, I wasn't here last week, but Pastor Lorenzo asked each one of you for a word to be able to, to think about a word for your year or a verse. And I, I want to ask a few bold people who can shout out the word. Anyone has a word? Just shout it out. What was your word for the year? Say again. <laughs> what are you? I don't hear anything. Louder. Focus. Self-love. Yeah. Gratitude. Love. Love. Patience. Forgiveness. Yay. That's good. 
I love that. I love it. No, come on. You all, I think it's important that we have words that we can declare over the year. My word is emerge. So, so, so my other question now is that because we're all celebrating and we're all excited about 2024, my question to you today is what is going to be different? What are you going to do differently to make 2024 exceptional? What is going to be different and how are you going to activate and work that word that was given to you? Amen. Are you with me? So that's a deeper question. So, 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 so I, 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 some of the words that I know because I spoke this message to myself and it wasn't an easy message. So it's going to be a little bit difficult this morning. So maybe I will open the wound, but I will stitch it close again. And we all going to rejoice because Jesus is the one that we want to lift up. Jesus is the one that I, would, I want to, to reveal and to make him known because he wants to have the very best that we, he wants to give us the very best. So above all else, whatever I'm going to say, we come to the heart of a father. We come to the heart of a God who loves us deeply. We come to the heart and this presence with whatever's in your heart today, whatever you're going through, we're coming to a space with the one who celebrates you. The one who has greater plans for you, for you than you have for yourself. The one who wants you to succeed above what you have. The one who says, okay, I see this tree that like I talked about. There's no fruit. I came for three years. Every year, no fruit. Third year. And now he says, I want to cut it off. And the gardener says, no, give me one more year. And I will, what did he say? What will he do? I will fertilize and I will dig around it and the word that I have is in my thing, in my verse that I have is actually I have a different verse that I want to, I will pay special attention and give it plenty fertilizer and then you come back next year and it will be fruitful. I believe that he said, he said you can cut it down but I was asking myself what is different, Why, how come this person is saying now, why didn't he take care of it the last two years? the last three years and so he was so, so he was given the gift of time eh? the gift of another chance but the gift of time and the gift of another chance and the fact that we're declaring that we're gonna have this extraordinary year will demand and require some deep work eh? And we don't like that because I want to magically just say, God, this is going to be my best life, my best year. And then come November, uh, maybe September, October, we all say, oh, I want this year to be over. Let's start the next. But people, you're bringing the same person into 2024 if we haven't looked at our hearts and our minds and we haven't told it. And so this is the story that I would like for us to just know that the Father, Jesus, Holy Spirit, year in our presence to give us another year and to say, I want to call you higher. I want to call you deeper. I have so much more. It's already been sealed. You, 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 we heard it in the worship. Jesus already died and resurrected today. Eh? And he already says in his word, I have so much more for you. The only person that doesn't believe that often is, is me or you. Eh? Or maybe you do believe it, but we don't always believe that. And so when seasons change and seasons come and go, it's, it's not because we've, we maybe necessarily uh, haven't done things, 
but they are we can exhaust we can we can void we can we can say this is a level that i've not exhausted but i need to go further and god is saying i want to reveal more of myself to you do we, do we follow that so the question that i want to start with you just very briefly a few points is what are you going to do with your word for example if my word is emerge god has been challenging me in certain area of my life that i'm still hiding that I'm not taking my place where I need to take my place. That I'm not using my voice the way I need to use my voice. And so I said, God, okay, so he said, I want you to emerge. I want you to stand no matter what, no matter whether you fall or fail, but I need you to be more obedient to me than listen to the voice of other people and your own internal voices. And so that's, so I need to massage that word. I need to fertilize that. I need to cultivate the soil of my heart and I need to take risks in the area of the word that God has spoken over my life. Okay, so all these words that you were shouting out, you need to do something specific, something clear and say, God, if my word is love, ooh, that's a deep word, but it's a word that we are characterized by. How, what does love look like for me? How will I this year go to deeper levels of love? And what can I do? And what does the word say? And what are the, maybe there's a character in the Bible that represents that word in your life and you follow that prototype so that you can move in that direction. Are you with me? Yes? Are you going to do that? <laughs> it's not easy. So I'm just going to leave a few words, a few words with us. Uh, and I want to make this point to us today is that everything is not all up to God and everything is not all up to me to make this year exceptional. God is only going to do everything for you and you don't need to do everything, but it will have to be a collaboration. And I need to know the wisdom and the difference. What is my responsibility? Because today is more about, and I feel this year, God is going to call us more to management, more to responsibility, to, to die to our irresponsibility, to die to the fact that we don't do stuff. We need to step up and do and take the risks and cultivate and, and develop and innovate the things that He has already placed in your heart. You know what God has placed in your heart. You know what you're running away from. I don't need to say that, but we are here to just remind you. And by the Spirit of God, Holy Spirit will open it up and He will put His finger there and He says, Today, I want you to take one more year and work on this. You don't need to work on too many things. It, like last year, I had the verse, Rise and Shine. And I said, but I don't feel like I'm shining or rising. But God says in this word, He said, but dark clouds, darkness will cover the earth, but your eyes will be filled with light. So in the darkness, light here represents understanding, wisdom, knowledge, seeking after knowledge and wisdom. So those are things that we need to really come back to the word to, to ask of that. So I just have a few things that I would like for you to say under your responsibility. So the things, the words that we don't like and that we almost use as curse words is that we need to be able to go to a high level of productivity. Productivity, number one. I think my notes are somewhere. Um, productivity, I want us to be, I want, and I've been encouraged and I want to encourage us, you know, to, to upgrade our level of productivity. And the only point that I want to make here is, because I spoke this to myself already, 
the monster or the rival or the enemy of our productivity is procrastination, right? Some of you are not procrastinators, but some of us are. And procrastination is not a matter of time management. Procrastination is, a is an issue of emotional health. I know that's deep. Because what am I afraid of if I, must, if I must actually do things? So for example, me, if I look at the three years when God says, do this, do this, I know that God has been speaking to me like a while that I need to start writing, eh? Now, if you ask me now, what did you write? I said, okay, I wrote a few courses, but I didn't write the book that I would like to write. So the only thing that trips me is that I will procrastinate, but I would say, then I have to come to my own truth to say, you're afraid. You're afraid that it's not gonna work. You're afraid that you cannot do that. And so I think if we can be honest with ourselves, if we can truly dig deep, take a deep dive inside, then I want to say that most of us in this room, you needed to do many more innovations, write new songs, books, great companies, do things that you know that's already in there, but every time you say another year. But so this year, people, beloved, dear ones, one more year. Take one, take this one year to go in the direction of what God has already told you to do. Good? And the other flip side of that is, we always talk about sin, sin, this, but if I know what to do and I don't do it, that is also sin. And that is a big like, oh, yes. So we need to not be too gracious with ourselves in the area of our productivity and in the area of our call, in the area where God is calling us to go. Otherwise, 2024 will end like 2023 ended. Hey, what's the difference? And today I'm gonna to pray over us, God forbid. Can we just say it out loud? 2024 is gonna be different. Why? Because? Because we believe. And what are you going to do? You can take action in the direction of the word that God has spoken to you. Yes? Amen. And the other word that goes with that is diligence. Just be diligent. Diligent adds value to your life. And so diligence is important. It's not just to be able to say, okay, things are going to happen magically because this year is not going to magically happen. So my responsibility, I need to be diligent. I need to be productive. And the third point there, and I'm going to go a little, a little faster. You can ask me for my notes later. Uh, but I just want to highlight this one. Choose your circle well. Choose your circle well, because atmosphere is extremely important for growth to happen. All right? We talked about, now we remember we talked about a tree that is now being like no fruit for three years and now it's gonna tilt and now it's gonna dig and it's gonna pay attention and it's gonna fertilize. And so the atmosphere that we need to grow to a high level needs atmosphere. Translate that into your life today. You need people in your life. You're not going to grow alone. There's no lone ranger in the kingdom economics, kingdom lifestyle. You cannot do this by yourself. But you need the right people to go with you. Because you can have a heart today, go out and have the word and say, yes, there's going to be this. And then you come to a circle of friends or people or family that are full with negativity. And then you're going to just sabotage your growth or you're just going to miscarriage the baby that's in there. So people, it's important that we understand and ask God today, Jesus, Holy Spirit, lead me to the right people that you have for me.
And I already talked about this the last time when I was here and in the, in the course that we did, the workshop. But I just want to emphasize how important that is. Alignment. People who align to your heart. People who align. People can see what you see. People who can celebrate you and say, I'm not going to compete with you, but I want you to become all that you have been created to become. And this is the heart of us as shepherds. We need to be able to call you forth and see with the eyes that God has given us to see the potential. Maybe it's not totally in its shape and form that we would like, or maybe there's even nothing. Because this morning we talk about barrenness and dead stuff that God wants to resurrect because He is the resurrection and the life. So please ask, just evaluate, because remember you need to evaluate. The, the manager evaluated this tree and he says, there's no fruit, we're going to cut it down. And you already have to, we have to evaluate what worked for us last year, what didn't work, but do something about it. Don't go into 2024 or go into this new season with the same stuff. Amen? And then I have a point that I, I'm going to say it out. You can either find yourself a coach to help you or you need to find yourself a therapist to be able to help you. And uh, I think I can say that because I'm also a therapist, so I, I, I always go for, I always promote that. Hey, we just need to find a new word, eh? Lorenzo, we need to find a new word for therapy. It's not, for, because for me, I feel like therapist is part of discipleship. We just need to rename it maybe, but it's just really going into the places where I need to understand why do I repeat my patterns? Why am I my own enemy all the time? And then I blame everyone else. Why do I recycle my pain? Because there's patterns and there's a wound somewhere that needs to be opened up and healed and restored so that my mindsets can be different. So we can teach about mindsets. We know all the lessons out there, the books out there is shift your mindset. But we don't talk about the wound that is responsible for the negative mindset. Unless that is healed and we know what it is and we know how to heal, then we will still continue with the same thing. That's what, I'm just going to leave that sort of in that little corner there. All right. The, four, the fifth point that I have is for us to be able to, and this is where I just really want to stay also a bit longer, is enlarge your spiritual capacity. People, we are lovers of God. First of all, it's going to put all that together because everything in that is spiritual. But one of the things for this year, I'm going to challenge you as I challenge my own heart, give God a high level of spiritual capacity this year. Give Him more space. Give God more space this year. Don't let Him be like another person. If He's not first, then you're not going to have an exceptional year. It's as easy, as simple as that. If God is not the priority, if God is not, if, it's, if He's not at the center of your motivation, if He's not your motivational factor, then you are just going to build your own empire and it's going to go down. Because you look at the world today, all the systems no longer work. The economy is going, things are not working, it's shifting and it's being disruptive. And so that's why it's so much more for us to lead and to understand another level of kingdom thinking so that we can be the change, so that we can be the light, so we can be the salt that this world so desperately needs. So I'm not just speaking here to make you feel good. Do I have a great year? Do I have an exceptional year? Why do I need to have an exceptional year? Why do I need to have a fruitful year? 
Why must this year and why must we pray that this whole the church will be flourishing at another level? People have to stand in the lines outside of the church to come in because God is manifesting His power and His purposes for the city and for your life. That's why, that's the ultimate motivation. But if we don't have that as a vision for why we want this year to be different, then we're just going to play games and just be settling for little things and we're going to be excited about it. I've got a new car, I've got a new house, I've got a new job. It's good, but that's just like the least little thing that God wants for you. It's little prayers. God wants to give you Montreal. God wants to give you the whole city, Canada. He wants to give you your, your, your company. He wants you to be a kingdom financier. He wants you to bless you financially in such a way that you can pay all the pastor's salaries. Yes. I mean, hey. <laughs> Honestly, that is my desire. I'm saying it out there. I would like, I'm asking, this is one of my prayers that I will be able to, to excel and prosper, that I will be able to write checks for pastors, for leaders, for, for schools, for nonprofits, so they don't have to have the stress upon them all the time to teach and to do that stuff. We need to think larger than what we're thinking right now. People of the Lord, are you with me? Yes. Spiritual capacity, so our spiritual capacity, and now we're going into the 21 days of prayer and fasting. May this only be to emphasize the importance of fasting so fasting can become a lifestyle. I've committed myself to make it a lifestyle for the whole year, not just for those times. But take the 21 days and reset, reformat. I pray that God would reformat you and repackage you so that He can usher you into the world in a different way. Not the same version of who you are, another version, because you've been doing your work. Over the next 21 days, you're going to pray through these notes, pray through all the teachings that, teachings that will be coming, because you need to, something needs to go different. Hey, people, look, the world needs us. And we are sitting here with the power inside of us. We're sitting here with gold inside of us. And it's like people live in poverty. We have the power of Christ in us. Jesus is within us. The kingdom is within us and we are called to be His ambassadors. And so we need to understand all of that. So spiritual capacity is more press in with your prayer time. Wake up earlier, an hour earlier, or maybe just do 15. But but don't just, like you know, we say, just give God five more minutes. Uh-uh, it's not going to be like that anymore. The world is going like crazy. We need like hours. We need to spend more time. We need to, to develop our capacity because the power that we need is going to come from the secret place. It's in our secret place that we're going to hear what God is saying to us. It's in our prayer time, it's in our word study. So this book has to be in your heart and in your mind. I know I still have a, a hard cover. I still have a real Bible here. Yeah, I like to feel it sometimes. I know we all have something on our phones and I do have it, but um, just let the word of God go in. So spiritual capacity is word, it's prayer, and it's really giving God space to listen to Him. I know that's deep. So remember the first part of taking one year is your responsibility. Now I just want to go into something called where we say, how can we collaborate with God? God is inviting you to collaborate with Him. And I have, I'm merging my stories. I, I was speak, speaking to Pastor Renzo the other day. I said, I want to merge my stories because I know I don't want, I want to stay with the one year, the fruitful. But there's a beautiful story in Ezekiel chapter 37, 7 to 9 that I'm going to read. I'm going to read the whole chapter, but there's a prophet in the Bible called Ezekiel. 
and God takes Ezekiel and he says, the hand of the Lord is upon you. Now I want you to imagine when we say the hand of the Lord is upon you, I want to say to all of you followers of Jesus, the hand of the Lord is upon you. The favor of God is upon you. But at times, even when that favor or that hand of the Lord is upon you, you can take it to a valley. And it took Ezekiel to a valley of dry bones. Remember Jesus, when he was baptized, every like the heavens opened and said, this is my beloved son, yeah, yeah, him. And everything there, immediately it says, the Spirit of the Lord took him to where? A desert, wilderness, difficult times. So just because the Lord is upon you, every difficult season, every wilderness season, it's not necessarily a bad season, it's a needed season. Like we need the winter months. Although people in Cape Town are, are bragging about the summer there. I said, okay, we will have winter there too. And then they're going to cry by the summer year. But the only reason why we can have the produce of the, the land is because winter is doing its work. Okay. So the hand of the Lord came upon Ezekiel and he says to him, and, and so what I like about this, and this God and Jesus together, hey, God tells Ezekiel, gives him a whole valley of dead bones. He said, can these bones live? Now, I would say no. And Ezekiel didn't want to say no because he was a man of God and he knows God. He said, God, you know. And then God says to him, I'm going to read the rest here. He said, I want you to prophesy to these dead bones. So this is our collaboration. So Ezekiel, God, dead bones, impossible situation. God is asking the question to you, can this life, can, can the season that you're going through, the dead places in your life, the, the dead circumstances that's no more giving life in your heart, in your family, can it live? And then you say, God, I don't think so. And God says, I will tell you what to say. And then, he's, and then he says, you have to get this part, he says, so I prophesied as I was commanded to do. And then he spoke to the bones, the bones came alive. And as the prophet, as was prophesying, there was a noise, rattling sound, and the bones came together, bone to bone. I looked and all of the attendants appeared on them and skin covered them, but there was no breath in them. Listen to this. Then he said for them the second time, you prophesy to the breath, prophesy son of man and say to it, this is what the sovereign Lord says, come breathe from the four, from the four winds and breathe into these slain that they may live. So I prophesied as commanded and the breath came back and they stood all up on their feet as a big army. So by the way, those dead bones were dead. It goes on because they thought God was no longer with them. They were disappointed. They were disappointed and inside they became dead. Hello, how many times do we give up? Or we just die inside of us? In the area of our dreams, of our longings, we just give up. We just say, God, you're no longer with me. You're not answering. I'm so disappointed. I give up. And so we still praise God with our mouth, eh? But our hearts are not so close to Him anymore. And God wants to resurrect us today, eh? God wants to breathe his breath into our beings like he did in the right in the beginning remember it's a new year in the beginning god in the beginning he took dust and he actually his breath was able to breathe into us so this morning the spirit of god is going to breathe on us to give us life 
to give us resurrection because Jesus is still the resurrection and the life. And it's not just in the Easter times, when it's Easter time, we talk about that. But today the resurrection of Christ is possible to give you life in those places that you've said no. So the point that I want to make there in our new one year, we need to speak only what God is saying to us. We need to declare and prophesy over your life, over this church, over your situation, what God is saying to us. We still need to make declarations, people. And I want you to make declarations over your year, over January, over February, okay? And so it says, I only speak, and this is what Jesus said, I only speak what the Father tells me to do. And so my encouragement to us today, my, my, my call in this situation is, let us have ears that are open to hear what God has to say to us. But for me to have ears, to, have, to be open, I need to make time for God to speak. I need to ask Him, this, how do I hear your voice? And this is the part which is really challenging for us. May I discern and say, God, give me ears to hear and eyes to see. And then once I can hear what He says, I can speak. Because what happens, I think as Ezekiel actually believed in God because it took the risk to do the impossible. And so today I want to encourage us, whatever God is asking you to do, if it comes from Him, just do it. Because He says that I'm with the eyes. He said, I prophesy as commanded. And sometimes we don't want to do that because we feel like, okay, what if I look like an idiot? And what if I look like a failure? But God said, so I think it's best to feel like that because you've obeyed the voice of God, all right? So I just want to encourage us that the, the collaboration and in this earth, in this world, God is actually inviting us to work with Him. And I think I, I left my, lost my little notes here. So I think it's important that we understand those two things. Are you still with me, people? There's a collaboration. I think this is the most, for me personally, you know, it just, you know, we worship this morning, this, you know, the worship, this is still worship. You know, we didn't separate worship. You know, that's why you just want to go down on your knees and say, God, what an amazing privilege. It's ours to collaborate with Him. What an amazing opportunity it is for us to collaborate with Jesus. If you're a follower of Jesus, and I'm coming to close, close to the end, so yeah, the worship team, they can maybe be in the back here. There's a high calling on your life, people. No matter how you feel, maybe you don't understand, you don't feel like that, but I just want, I'm here to, to, to remind all of you, there is a high calling on your life. There is a high demand for you to take your place, if I want to translate what that means, for you to take your place in the earth. You can no longer be passive. You can no longer be disengaged. Not if you have the name of Jesus. No, not, not if you say that I'm a follower of Jesus. When you follow Jesus, you're part of His kingdom. So we have new rules of engagement. There's no, nothing like a passive follower of Jesus. I pray today and this morning that He would give you a new sense of meaning, a new sense of purpose, a new sense of excitement in your heart. And whatever place in your heart where you feel hurt or disappointed or disillusioned, or I'm a good enough, I messed up, I didn't work out, God is saying today, I'm here. I speak to these bones. He said, I prophesy to it and speak and will become alive. That's what it told Ezekiel. And so our role when He says, give me one year, that was also Jesus saying, 
I give you more time. Now I'm going to be the gardener. We need to do the stuff. Okay, now Jesus is saying, let me be, let me take your life. I'm not going to work on you. I'm going to take you through some, some, uh, some, some spiritual excavation. I'm going to open you up, maybe some surgery. I'm going to change some of your brain cells or your mindsets. I'm going to change your heart. I'm going to do some work inside of you and I'm going to pour it out. I've done it already, but I'm here to be able to remind you that I can restore. You can recover. You can overtake. You know, there's resurrection. This is the good news. This is our gospel. Eh? And so I find people say, oh, it's difficult going on in the world. Thank God I'm going to heaven. I said, God forbid. Not God forbid that you don't go to heaven, but going, making a decision for Jesus and knowing that you're going with Him, that's the entry level. That's entry level. You still need to go through grade school and to university, PhD. How many of us have feel like we've gone through a PhD in our suffering and our pain? And we want to graduate, but we say we just never graduate. But today, the word of the Lord is that He wants this year to be extraordinary because you are going to take your responsibility. You're going to know what to do. And you're going to then collaborate with God. You're going to make space for Him. And you're going to do exactly what He's asking you to do, no matter what. And I pray this for us as a church, that River's Edge would take its place in Montreal that it would take its original place why it was actually birthed. Hey, Pastor Lorenzo, you know why we started? It started for a reason. And sometimes in our life, we go through pain and we have layers and God needs to unlayer that so that it's still there. Even if you feel like horrible or you've messed up, the original call is still inside of you. Don't give up on that. I've seen a lot of leaders, pastors, teachers, company leaders, they gave up because of all the stuff. And that's what we need one another to remind ourselves, to say, don't give up. Maybe you need to call someone today and say, don't give up people. Come for spiritual surgery, come to a spiritual spa and may God resurrect us because we're going to pay special attention, like it says, the gardener says, I see this, I see this tree, there's no fruit, but I'm going to give it special attention. I'm going to fertilize it and I'm going to make it happen because he believed, I believe, that there was going to be fruit. So the power of our words come from the speakings of God. And I want to ask you if you could think about 2024, if you could make declarations, how would you like this year to end? If God gave you one year and now you can see and say, how would you like this year to end? What would you like to rejoice about at the end of this year? Anyone? No, you don't have to take that risk. But think about it. We, we, we sometimes just go into days and years, but we can actually format and program our years through prayer and through listening to God and speak it over. All right? The breath of God is the Spirit of God that brings every dead place within us to life. We need to trust and believe in His direction and the confidence in His instructions because instructions are going to come. And so in closing, I want to say that the motivation for your life of fruitfulness, the motivation for your rise and for your elevation is not for you. Yeah, we're going to be happy about it, but it's not for you alone. Your freedom and your healing and your success is never for you. It's for the world around us. We are called to serve you. We are called and all the young people today, we want to 
speak into your life and your generation you need to serve your generation how you do your life today this year will determine the people that God is connected to you they need your very best a higher level of who you are and a high level of fruitfulness and of dedication where they like the reason why also the motivation for you to make this year the extraordinary year the fruitful year it is because you're the light and salt of the earth he said that you're the light of the city on a hill you cannot hide that you can't hide your light so that's you live at a high level that's your calling that's your design okay and so wherever you live low level this is a time today this week is a god i take my place back hey can we just say that out loud i reclaim my place no you're gonna claim it we need to reclaim people we have to there are people are waiting to receive from you what only you can give there are people that are waiting to receive from you that only you can give and so as I close, can I invite you to stand? I'm going to pray over you and pray with you. One of the images that came to me as I was preparing and that I want to speak and bless you with and I want, if you have the faith to believe it, is that God wants to give you new crowns, a crown, a sword and a throne. And that's a spiritual concept. It's a kingdom concept. We are seated with Christ in heavenly places. You have a specific throne somewhere that God has called you to, to sit on and you've given it away or you haven't taken your place. Or maybe your crown is rusty. You don't even function as a priest because God is also saying that we are a royal priesthood. A royal priesthood meaning that you're both priest and king, not just the people in front, you too. You're a royal priesthood, in other words, a praying part. When Esther, remember, when she was his queen, so now that she's royal, she has a, a kingdom, uh, like that dominion. But when her people were suffering, she called all the people for a three-day fast. She acted as a priest, so she was priest and king. And that's another study, another teaching for later. But this is your place. And so any rusty crowns, God wants to give you the right crown your crown and the sword that you haven't taken God wants to give you a sword because you're called to reign and to have dominion you're not an ordinary person do you know that you're not normal you're not ordinary we live out of an ordinary mindset through ordinary lenses but we live below what God has called us to and he wants to resurrect that so we ask why is my tree no fruit it's because we have settled for a system and for mindsets and for belief systems that are not that are contrary to what God is saying. And so I pray today over you that you would find that God will give you in the spirit, like we said, your crown, your throne, your sword. And the second image that I have for us is that God would dress you. You know, right from the Old Testament, the first person that was Adam was hiding because he was shamed. But that's not who he was. He was shamed because of, of the stuff that he did. And so what we do, our failures do not, is not the same as your identity. Remember, your issues are not who you are. And we bring those issues today to the cross. 
Whatever you feel like you've done or not do, bring it to Him today, people. Be urgent and be intentional about it. Because remember, you're intentionally taking care of your garden, of your tree. So you, when it was hiding, and then what happened, God is, where are you? That's the first question that the Father God asked a human being, where are you? And so this morning is asking you, my dearly beloved, where are you? Where are you in your journey? Where are you in your spiritual journey? Where are you in your new year? Where are you in your heart? Because I want to have a conversation with you. I want to heal you. I want to restore you. I want to take the clothing of shame off you. And I was going to do if I had someone with a royalty and I want to, I want to dress you. Remember God dressed them. He made them garments of leather. He actually was the first dressmaker in the world. Can you imagine God of the universe? The Creator God dressed them and He gave them a leather suit. So today I want you to take off the garments that are causing you all the stuff that is keeping you stuck. All the negativity that you are also aligning yourself with. All the stuff where we said, oh no, it's never going to work. My family will never come to Jesus. I will never have a husband. I will never have a wife. I will never grow. My church will not grow. My, communi my community, my business will never start. All that stuff, everything, bring it to Him every garment that you have to say and to see that Jesus, the lover of our soul, the one who cares for us, the one who died for us, the one who died so that we don't have to have the same death. He wants to clothe you with beautiful garments, garments of honor, royalty. He wants to give you a crown, he wants to give you a sword, and he wants to give you a throne. And he wants to usher you into the world. He wants to shoot you out like an arrow, but also want to commission you to be able to be the change, the salt, the light, and to de decree, decree and declare over your world. Like you said, it prophesied as commanded. So Father, thank you for that. And so as we decree that over our year, I pray that you would give us garments, give us that royalty. And can we just say it out loud? I just want us to say January right to December. Can we say that, God, we, I believe as we speak it over these people, may it become for them true in their January. Say it with me. February, March, April, May, June, July, August, September, October, November, December. In Jesus' name. So, Father, we bless you. We praise you for these beautiful people that you've placed together in this room for such a time as this. May their life never be the same again. May your Holy Spirit come and breathe over them and resurrect the places that they've given up on. Pray that they would see you. May they see themselves the way see, that you see them in all of their beauty and all of their becoming. And so, Father, I thank you. I pray for fresh anointing, fresh oil, I pray that their children's children would sing your praises. I pray for those, their family members who don't know Jesus, may they come to you. I just pray your blessing over each one. I pray that they'll be shifted this year and this church would truly be a beacon of light and hope in the city. And all the people shout, shout out loud, Amen. God bless you, my dear ones. Thank you for joining us on the River's Edge podcast. I encourage you to take the message you have just received and allow it to go deeply into your soul. Let Jesus do the work that only He can do. 
heartfelt thank you to all those that generously give to River's Edge and make this podcast possible. You too can be a part of spreading this message and creating life change all over the world by going to riversedge.life slash give. You can also subscribe, rate, and share this podcast. Thanks again for listening and God bless you immensely.